Too crazy for Boys Town. Too much of a boy for Crazy Town. The child was an outcast. Don't put on the show. Freaking win the game. Don't put on the show. You win the game. Don't put on the show. You win the game. Don't put on the show. You freaking win the game. You don't put on the show. You win. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4-0 ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Welcome back to another episode. Not here to argue. We were not canceled after our first episode, much to my surprise. But here we are. First things first, I can't imagine this would apply to anyone listening. If you do like basketball, if you do like money, I'd like to let you know Underdog Fantasy just launched a new way to combine your favorite thing with NBA Pick'em, my fave. Pick over or under on the stats of your favorite players, and that's it. If you're correct, you're getting paid. Underdog also just released Pick'em Rivals, which we will uh, we'll get two of my picks a little bit later, not to spoil the show. But Pick'em Rivals, where two players are pitted against each other in a stat category. Like, if you think Giannis can outscore LeBron by three points, mash that Giannis button for a chance to win up to 20 times your money. All of this also exists for baseball, you know, if you're into that sort of thing. We don't judge over here. So download Underdog Fantasy now in the App Store and Play Store, also available at underdogfantasy.com. Also just launched uh, launched private drafts, which I'm looking forward to. They're pretty easy. Like, even I did it. And again, y'all know I'm not technological for shit. Like you just pretty much click on any draft contest you want. You'll see the create a private draft button. It'll get you a link. And, you know, I'll post that from time to time. We'll get a couple of the listeners in on some of these contests. Uh, see if you can hashtag fade trail. I know many of you have been wanting to for for many moons. So, yeah, check those out. Underdogfantasy.com or or play.underdogfantasy.com slash Tyler. I am. That'll let them know that uh, that truly sent you. So, for this week's show, it's a lot going on, man. A lot going on. I feel like every single week, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And every single week, I'm like, I don't know if I can fit this all in an hour. Um, I also don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. But here we are. Here we are. Jam like that one. Jam like that one. Uh, but A-Rod. Now, what are you saying? Oh, I was just going to say you snuck it. you snuck it in there. I wasn't expecting it. I think I want to sneak it like something from the apology, just something obscure. Every single, just like put it on the board. But we'll see. Maybe, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. But a rod, a rod is now officially, I guess, an NBA owner in the works to be an NBA owner, which is sure. Like I know a couple of Wolves fans. I feel like a, a few Wolves fans follow me. They're good people. I like Wolves fans. And apparently, A-Rod and Mark Lore, who is some old rich white guy, uh, is apparently a friend of Alex Rodriguez, is, yeah, they're, they're in on buying the Minnesota Lynx, the WNBA team, and the Timberwolves. And I know Timberwolves fans are split because they're ecstatic to get Glenn Taylor out of there, who's the, the current owner. And apparently, he still gets to own the team for like a couple more years, which... Like, what the heck? Like, if I'm trying to buy a team, I don't want to buy a team in 2024. I feel like the point is to, I want to buy the team and own it now. But I'm not Alex Rodriguez. 
I think so. they get to buy the team. Like they get to buy forty five percent of the team now, and then uh, in two and a half years, then they have to sell the full team. Got you. Okay, yeah. Either way, I'm like, I, I'll just wait two years. Like, there's a lot could happen. Y'all might be terrible, like much terrible. I can get this for much cheaper. But I think with one point, yeah, one point five billion. Which I don't. After the Clippers went for two, and I get like it was a wild situation and Los Angeles. I kind of just thought that would kind of be around the going rate because that was also a couple years ago. So one point five billion feels like a bit of a steal. Feels like a bit of you know what I'm saying. Like if you just like if they just selling teams for pennies on the dollar, uh, I think Jam, you and I, I think we should purchase a team. Just what think. You, on, I don't really know. Would you want to go in on the Timberwolves? Is that an organization you want to buy? I think yes, and I that's like I know A. Rod was trying to buy. I think the Mets before. I was like, oh, he just want to get like he's like I just want to play the game. I don't care what I play, but I would want to own the Timberwolves, and I will tell you why. There is literally nowhere to go but up. Literally nowhere to go but up. I looked it up. Glenn Taylor bought the team in ninety before the 1994-95 season. I think he bought them for $90 million. So a lot of ROI there for my, my uh, finance heads. <laughs> He's on them for 27 seasons. You know how many times they've made the playoffs in those 27 seasons, Jan? Just take a guess. I know KG took him to the close to the Western Conference final one year, so I'm going to guess one. Close. In 27 years, they made the playoffs nine times. Oh, that's way better than I thought. <laughs> well, well, I'll say this, though. The year you're thinking of, the only time they've made it out of the first round is that one time. So they've made it nine times and lost in the first round eight of those times. They've won two playoff series in the 27 seasons that Glenn Taylor has owned this team. And both of those were won in the same year by Kevin Garnett. The same Kevin Garnett that Glenn Taylor alienated and now... Like he refu- he won't even let them retire his jersey. By far the greatest player in franchise history. He doesn't go back for games. He won't let him retire his jersey. So I think you could call his 27 years a, a, a roaring success. So that's exactly why I'd like to to get in there. I feel like we really there's literally nowhere to go but up. Would you do it if you had to be partnered with Alex Rodriguez in the ownership group? Hmm. Like, do you want to be Mark Lore right now and being like, I'm going into business with A-Rod? That, that's a tough one. Because I had to look up, like, I wasn't familiar with Mark Lore. I know he, I mean, he a bit, like, you don't get in these circles by accident. He, he's made billions upon billions. But I feel like his kind of thing is like, I, what do I need Alex Rodriguez for? I feel like that's what I look like. What Can we see Mark Lore's, his net worth? What's his net worth looking like? He's the CEO of jet.com i'll look up his net worth now sure he sells planes i think uh over a billion it just says a billion plus i don't know if we can get a better nah you gotta add more than that man okay give me a rise net worth i know a rod not worth a billion there's no way uh wish i was better at looking up net worth yeah, they should be at the top. These are like height, weight, network. Like these are the three hundred people. Three hundred and fifty million. Oh, it's broke ass. Yeah, at clutch points. That's what I'm. <laughs> uh, noted uh, EDU website clutch point. <laughs> I, like, yeah, if I'm Mark Lore, I just feel like, why do I need Alex? Where I, like, he's the face of this, but his face don't mean shit in Minnesota. Like, 
He's not buying this team in Seattle because they hate him in Seattle. He's not buying it in Texas. I don't think they much care for him in Texas. I think they're I think they're fine with him in New York. He's not beloved or anything, but I I feel like they're fine with him. But it's like, yeah, I need Alex Rodriguez. I need his face on this. So if I'm A-Rod, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. If I'm Mark Lore, I don't think I'm feeling that good. I don't think I'm feeling that good. He's a CEO of Jet.com. He makes he invented jets. <laughs> How does he not worth more than a billion dollars? Oh, he's worth more. It's just as a billion plus uh, when I look him up. Give uh, Wikipedia. Wikipedia has never failed me. Give me oh, a uh, Jet.com, yeah. Walmart. Hold on, go to the, the top. I can't see it because it's real tiny. It's in the, in the bo- top right screen. Like that oh, in box. that box? Yeah. Sometimes they have it up there. Yeah, it just says a billy plus. One plus? Okay. That plus could good. mean a lot of things because the difference between one billion dollars <laughs> and two billion dollars is crazy. So it's clearly it's, not two billion. <laughs> the difference is literally a billion dollars. So uh <laughs> some might say. <laughs> no, the plus is it's a good sign. It's like, hey, like Warren Buffett could put I'm worth like a billion plus, and it technically be accurate. So it's a good good touch on Lore's uh behalf. I like how Steve Ballmer just goes the complete opposite way. He's like two billion. Like I, we can take that out of petty cash. Like I, <laughs> like I, I buy this team like right now. Like I want it right. Like I, I'm wearing it out. I'm wearing the Clippers out the door. You can keep my old shoes in a box. But the crazy thing is about it is like that doesn't seem like a lot of money. Wasn't there stories like KG was trying to buy, be in a group to, to buy the Timberwolves? Like, yeah. isn't that the Timberwolf fan dream to have KG be part of well, the, your team? That's the whole reason he fell out with Glenn Taylor. Like he he went back to the Timberwolves the end of his career. I think it was Cat's first year, first or second year, and it was supposed to be like okay, mentor the young guys, transition into a way for him to purchase at least part of the team, and then he retired. And I think Glenn Taylor was like, "Yeah, thanks for the memories. Uh, like we'll take it from here." And Garnett, I think he said like he felt betrayed, so he's just out on the Wolves, which. Again, it feels like a good sign to get that guy out of there. If you're A-Rod, it feels like a good thing. Like It feels fairly easy to just get Kevin Garnett back in the mix. I don't know if you're willing to sell off some of them shares, but if you are trying to get a little you know, a little good PR in the biz, that's sure for business. Um, <laughs> I feel like it'd be, yeah, you get KG in there, retire the jersey, sell him an undisclosed percentage. Well, that makes sense yeah. to have a face of the team. Now A-Rod's the face of the team. You think he's going to be sitting courtside at Timberwolf games? That's what, like if they show A-Rod court, like, do he even get a cheer? Like, do they even clap? Like, you're supposed to clap or boo when they show the owner. It can't be it can't be middling response is how I feel. Like, if I'm the owner, I'm saying I want you to boo me with everything inside you or standing ovation. I don't want, any, I don't want like, half-assed cheers. That means I'm doing a half-assed job. I don't think the fine folks of Minnesota are much booers. They're just too polite for that. Twenty-seven years in one play, <laughs> one playoff. I think that'll change any fan base. But I also That's, think. No, we say. I was just going to say they—they they are big fans of Glenn Taylor. They elected him state senator from 1981 to 1990. He was the Republican <laughs> minority leader. I think they get people. Fine folks of Minnesota love them from Glenn Taylor. Big GT fan. Uh, but I. I think there should be like terms for owners. Like it was terms for when he was senator or whatever. I really think it should be terms for owners. Like everybody is in for life unless you like Donald Sterling and you hate Magic Johnson. Uh, 
and get recorded saying you hate Magic Johnson, things of that nature. But I think it's, like I don't even know, like five to seven years, like I don't know how quite how to judge it yet. That's what I'm trying to figure out, like some combination of like, are you consistently going over 500? Are you making playoff appearances? How far are you going in the playoffs? Are you turning a profit? Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I It just feels like just getting a team and just getting to own it forever. Like, despite like you just don't have to do anything like the Bengals owners. They're just going to own it forever. It's just family business and they're just going to run it horribly until they all die. And there's a lot of them. <laughs> so, you know, what I'm saying that could take 10 to 20 years. You know what I mean? So. I don't like and it again, you can still own them forever. Like if you just keep getting voted back, there's no limit on your turn. Right. Like if you're the. Like the Spurs owners, right? Like they hadn't been good, good in a while, but I don't feel like any of their fan base is like, no, it's the own the owners stink, run them out. They would keep getting voted back in because they've shown they like will spend when they need to. They can put a competent coach and front office and and all that around it. But if you are the uh, like the Wizards owner, like you 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 out, dude. You got a <laughs> like you you got a campaign like. It's politics anyway. You got to campaign like a politician, man. You got to get that that vote. But I don't know how to judge. I think I would. I, I think the only way to judge. I think I would just have to judge it. I think they would just have to submit it to me every year on July first, the new uh, fiscal year. You're just rubber stamping applications for ownership. Yes, like yes or no. And I stamp no two times because I want it <laughs> to be like extra vicious. But I don't know. I'm still. Still working out the kinks on that, but I do I, I do firmly believe that it should not just be you just get it for life. Like especially if you're gonna run it terribly. And a good bit of these places run it terribly. Well, that's a like James Dolan no. just a horrible, horrible franchise, but he he's just, out of there, dude. He don't even need to need to apply. Don't even waste your time. You're out. Just keeps making money though, so there's no they can't get him out. <laughs> And that's the thing. And that's why, like, you couldn't have other owners vote on it because no owner is going to vote another owner out because they know it's going to be their time soon. But my thing always before, I mean, again, she do whatever she want before she decided to marry like the science teacher. I was like, if I was uh, Mackenzie Scott, who's married to Jeff Bezos, I was like, what? Like, just go to Dolan's like, listen, I'll give you like $10 billion today for the Knicks and MSG. Like, what, what, name your price, basically. <laughs> I've, I've got it to burn. Like, just name your price. And if she just did that and just ran the Knicks competently, like, she won't even have to be at the game. She can still live in Seattle, wherever she want to live. Just run them competently. She would just become much cooler than Jeff Bezos ever would. And I think that would kill him because Jeff Bezos is not very cool. And I think he wants to be cool, but he's not. I want that oh. on the record. He's not cool. That is on the record. He is not cool at all. She's pretty cool. Uh, She's she pretty still cool. Do it. It's still uh, that's what I'm saying. It's the still science time. teacher could do it. Help out. I mean, who knows what his uh, contributions are? Yeah, listen. They wrote that letter. He was like, "We're giving our money away." I said, "Our money." <laughs> well, that's a it's a little adventurous, but uh, listen, love wins. So, Mackenzie, if you're listening, uh, just consider it. She actually does a cool thing with her money when she donates to charity. It's like a lot of pe- people will like donate money and then have conditions on it. Yeah. Have to do these things. She just gives the charities and like the nonprofits money and just say, do with it what you think is best, which is a novel idea. Most people yeah, no, don't do that with their money. 
Well, it's also and a lot of people are like, listen, I can I'll give it when I'm de- I'm going to spend it now. I'll give it when I'm dead, when I'm 105. And she's like, I- I'll give it now. Like lots of it, too. She ain't, like it ain't no tax write off money. She uh, they uh, are giving away <laughs> legit money. So, again, not that she needs any any help spending that bread. Uh, just something to consider. Buy the Knicks. Make profit. You could even turn pump that profit back into the charities if you want. Just something to consider. Did you think she signed a prenup? Like, what would happen if the science teacher and her got a divorce, and then he gets half mm. her money? He instantly becomes like the fourth, fifth richest person. <laughs> you have trickle down divorces where that guy gets married to someone else. That stimulates the just, economy. I kind of liked it. I kind of. He's like, man, what do you like? I, you mean, I didn't even know who you were. Wink, <laughs> wink. Uh, listen, I'm in this. I'm in this for you. I can't sign this in good faith. And she's like, you know what? You're right. As soon as the ink is dry, he's like, I want to buy the Knicks. I'm out of here. And then he just buys the Knicks. So it looks okay. If he's listening, something to consider, uh, Mr. Science. I think the funniest thing after they wrote the letter after they got married. It was like uh, his picture has been removed from the school's uh, profile. Like, yeah, no shit. What you think? Like, <laughs> oh, you just got to finish out the semester? Yeah, no, listen. I, <laughs> these seventh graders need to know chemistry, and I'm the man for the job. Uh, I fly here to work in a helicopter like everybody else. Uh, I put these $4,000 pants on one leg at a time. <laughs> Only I teach biology uh, after these pants are on. I would be so upset if I was in his class and he's still teaching and he's a the richest. <laughs> he's like, what are you doing here? Yeah, why? Would you? I got a sixty-two on my test. Why do you care? Like, why are you? Why are you even? You shouldn't even be reading. Like everybody in this class should get a hundred. What are you gonna do? Fire you? One, you got a great union. Two, you're a billionaire. You're literally a billionaire. I read the letter. Uh, so just something for the for the. Uh, the Scott family to think of, but not the Bezos family. He's not cool. Um, Lynn Taylor is not cool. So salute to Minnesota for, I do know they wanted him out of there. I hope that A-Rod, Mark Lore era will be better, but I feel like it can't be a whole lot worse than the Glenn Taylor era. So speaking of Minnesota, been a lot going on in Minnesota lately, man. I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't say RIP to Dante Wright, who was the gentleman that was killed at the end of last. I think it was early this week, a couple of days ago by the time you hear this. And he was either pulled up. I've heard it was for the air freshener. I've heard it was for like the tags on his car. I've heard he was like asked to get out of the car. He did get out of the car. They found out he had a warrant. He got back into the car and then he was shot dead. Like one of those things doesn't sound like the other. Right. Like whatever. If it was air freshener, if it was expired tags, if it was warrant. None of the penalties for those things are being shot dead. None of those like if it's out court costs or another or being taken in for the warrant, whatever. None of those. Our, our justification to be shot dead. And then it comes out that the officer that shot him was like, oh, I meant I meant to tase him, but I accidentally shot him dead. 
I don't think any of those things are taste worthy either. That's just that's just me thinking out loud. Like I don't none of those feel taste worthy either. That like, feels like something you're you're very specifically trained on. Like which where is my taser? Where is my loaded pistol? Like which is which? One of these probably doesn't feel like the other. And then it came out. She was a 25 year vet. She was a president of the police association. And she was training a new officer at the time. Like this is the person this is. I feel like the person you would want them to look to. Right. Like a vet president. You send a new recruits or new officers out with them. And this is what happened. This is what happened. She was so, I don't know, scared or whatever in that situation. So, if, like, if she was terrified, imagine how terrified you were on the other end of that. You don't have the taser or the gun or none of that. And this was in a 15-mile radius of George Floyd's murder, of the uh, the trial of Derek Chauvin, the officer who killed George Floyd, and also a couple years ago, uh, Philando Castile got murdered all those are within a 15 mile radius you know that trial's going on like this is this is the police the president of the police association just on their best behavior like they know the eyes are on and this is still had happened so that's wild that she was training like a yeah. new person like you're training this new person on a late night protectual stop like on bullshit they can say it's for air fresheners but it's just like right pattern in practice is just pulling people over and seeing what you can find yeah. just wildly unnecessary, but that's part of the training. Yeah. Here, here's how you fuck with people for no reason. Let me, uh, let me show you. So I won't spend a lot. Of, I just say all that to say this. If you that scared on the job, you need to take your scary ass somewhere else, man. Go, go push papers, go be a, like parking tickets, meter made, you need that. You don't need to be in that position. Like I, I can't swim, Jim. That's, that's one of my one of my many flaws. Can't swim. Never could. Took lessons as a child. Still can't swim. I'm also not a lifeguard. You, like you see what I'm saying? You wouldn't catch. I me bet you also don't hang out in a lot of pools either. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying? Like I, I just hang around. Like imagine I, I get a job as a lifeguard, and not only am I not saving people, I'm drowning more people than I'm saving. That wouldn't fly. I'm just act. I'm going out there actively drowning people. My house catch on fire right now. I call the fire department and they show up and burn the whole neighborhood down. Like that, that just wouldn't fly. So I say all that just to say, RP again to to Dante Wright and whatever you know prayers or energy vibes, whatever you got. I hope you're sending those out to his family. And to say that I genuinely don't think that that kind of evil can be reformed. I got one last Minnesota thing. Like I said, it was a big, big Minnesota week. Uh, I know you saw the uh, Miles Bridges dunk over Clint Capella. Oh, yeah. I think the Anthony Edwards dunk has been surpassed. And I hate to say it because at the time that felt like, oh, wow, this is the dunk of the year. Like, no, there, I don't even think there were any really close seconds that I remember before that. And then there were like nine incredible dunks on was a Sunday, Sunday or Saturday. 
And I think uh, I think Ant's been dislodged from the top spot, man. I really, I really hate that because I like Anthony Edwards. But I buy that Miles Bridges dunk. Specifically. Yeah, yeah. I think because it's like if you watch the the Anthony Edwards dunk, he drives and uh, with Tanby, the the caddy dunked on one, not a shot blocker. Like there's like not his forte. Two. Look, can you tell me how how tall is Watanbe? Like, I know he's taller than Anthony Edwards, but how how, how big is he? Watanbe? How do you spell yeah, that? W a t a n b e. Watanbe. You too, Watanbe. Yeah. Six nine listed at. Okay, so yeah, I knew he was, he was bigger than Anthony Edwards, but he's not a shot blocker. He was a step late on the rotation. He went up, and Anthony Edwards went higher. It happens. I think the reason somebody calling me from Utah now, I don't like this. Uh, <laughs> that's never uh, a good sign. <laughs> that's never, literally never a good sign. Miles Bridges went over Clint Capella. Clint Capella's third in the league in blocks. Like a, a, a known, at the very least, a good shot blocker. Like someone known for protecting the rim. He's also, I think Capella's 6'11", 6'10". Is that 6'10"? They got him listed at. He also saw it coming. Like, if you watch it, Miles Bridges, he was running from half court damn near. And he still got, like, body-to-body dunked on. Like, the body-to-body was, like, five feet from the rim, and Bridges still dunked it. And it wasn't, like, the weak kind of, like, throw-in dunk. Like, it still counts for two, but it was – yeah, he, he had his hand on the rim there. So, I, I think that's probably – no hyperbole. I think that's the best in-game dunk I've ever seen. Just it's for how – just for how high he got the contact and how he still finished it. It's made better by the Hornets play-by-play guy who yeah, I think he, since they're good this year, people are giving him a little bit more attention, but he's, he's amazing. Eric Collins. He sounds like a morning radio DJ. (laughs) Five past the hour, five past the hour. It's 52 degrees outside. You're on WFAN fan. (laughs) No, he, he's got that voice, but again, like when you watch so many, like, Again, I, I just have a theory that nobody in basketball likes basketball. Eric Collins likes he basketball. He loves basketball. Eric, specifically, he loves Hornets basketball. And it's LaMelo like, Ball has been a gift to this man. Oh, man. That, man from heaven. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Biombo won the tip-off. Oh, my God. Like, he's... He, wham, just, bam! Terry Rozier! Yeah, uh, and the Hornets go up two to nothing. Uh, I like that energy, though. Big fan of Eric Collins. So it was just, it was the perfect storm. Like the body to body. Miles Bridges has the rep as a dunker. Capella got the rep as a shot blocker. Eric Collins pull it all together. And I think it's it reason 986 why the three pointer is bad for the game. Now, just the threat of the three point shot. It's got people jumping out of their shoes, right? That's how you, all you got to do is pump once. Miles Bridges is not even a particularly good three point shooter. But nobody, you can't give up the three. So he pumps, gets his guy out of his shoes, gets a clear lane. And now Capella just gets, I'm going to say po- NFT'd. I guess, like, <laughs> it's, it's, I guess it's not po- just NFT'd. Uh, you just got to hit that three on me. Like, I know it's more points than two. But, you, yeah, you just got to hit the three on me. But I'm waiting for that dunk to be surpassed several times because I didn't think the Anthony Edwards one would be. But here we are. So... Salute to Miles Bridges, best in-game dunker and also the best rapper 
Best rapping NBA player in the league. I did not know that. Listen, he he can legitimately rap. Like if you heard his stuff and I didn't tell you it was an NBA player, you wouldn't think it was an NBA. Like that's the that's the biggest compliment I can give. It's like you just wouldn't pick up that that, that he's an NBA player. So salute to him. We got to give Miles uh, some type of award. Right, we'll work we'll work that out. Uh, all fair. <laughs> I I was gonna talk about Jamal Murray, but I'm still sad about that. I'll talk about it later. It does make me sad, but let me ask you. I feel like I know your answer to this, Jam. Is Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer? That is a classic internet debate. I have. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. I have no idea. I'm not a huge football guy. I don't know the exact criteria for what is the Hall of Fame. Um, okay. And so I have no idea. I do grew up a Patriots fan. He has some pretty clutch performances, but definitely that's, and he's been very good, but he doesn't have like crazy numbers, but no. he has the crazy catch in the Atlanta Super Bowl, scored the game winning touchdown in the Seahawks Super Bowl and threw a touchdown to uh, whoever it was in the Somebody. AFC championship yeah. game. I think it was the other white guy, uh, Amendola. Like he has some very clutch <laughs> moments, but absolutely. Put him oh, in the Patriots ring of fame. He's oh, he'll be a, there. He's, he's there not, already. Yeah, as well he should be. He's not a Hall of Fame. I can't believe it's a genuine debate. And the only thing I need, like, if, if you think Julian Edelman belongs in the Hall of Fame and you're listening to this, one, tell me how long you've been a Patriots fan, and two, tell me why. Because I just don't – and I like Julian Edelman. I had to ch- interview him. Very nice guy. Cool guy. Like a fan of him, he I imagine he probably just goes to Tampa Bay. Like I imagine he just Well, I think his knee is really messed up, and that's why he couldn't like even come uh, back. That, I mean that, that feels like again, Antonio, I think he's gonna take those Antonio Brown catches. Like Antonio Brown is just like, hey, would you'll just be ready for the last half of the season in the playoffs? Like he'll go to Tampa Bay, I met for the minimum, live with Tom Brady, uh and just be like, yeah, if it takes you to week 10, it takes to week 10. Whenever you get back, we have that chemistry. Don't even worry about it. But there was a tw- uh, sharp football. I had to find the tweet. It says, love Julian Edelman, but compare his career to Heinz Ward, who can't make the final ballot in the Hall of Fame vote in the last five years. Career catches, Julian Edelman, 620. Heinz Ward, 1,000. Yards, Julian Edelman, 68-22. Hines Ward, 12,083. Touchdowns, 36 for Edelman, 85 for Hines Ward. They both have a Super Bowl MVP. Hines Ward has four Pro Bowls. Julian Edelman has zero Pro Bowls. So, like you said, you you don't know the criteria for Hall of Fame. At least one Pro Bowl would be nice. Like, I don't think that's too much to ask. And I know he's, I think he's second all-time in postseason catches, Maybe touchdowns too, but definitely catches. And it's like, hey, su- salute. He's not a Hall of Famer. I, it made me sound like a hater, and I don't hate Julian Edelman. Seems like he's living a pretty great life. That but tweet, I, I know that tweet from Warren Sharp really upset because I follow, do follow a lot of Patriots people, and they're like, no, the argument. I'm here. I'm not here to argue, but I'm just going to sure. present the argument that is uh, okay. for him hypothetically. Yeah hypothetically they say it's like Edelman has done it over a shorter period of time. So he had like a great six year run where he put up those numbers you talk about. 
I don't know if that's a good argument, but that is like the counter argument is that he just had a, a great like six year run. It's not a good argument. And I'll tell you why it's not a good argument. I'm trying to see if I can find it right now. Over that six year run, you could take his best six years, whatever his best six years in history are. He had a, a thousand yards twice over those six years. What so whatever that run is, I get he was special teams and emergency quarterback and uh, captain morale and all that. This ain't the morale hall of fame. He's not a hall of fame. I don't like, I legit, I don't see any case for it. Like another Pat's guy. Uh, I see the, I see the Richard Seymour, Willie McGinnis is an all time leader in postseason sacks. Great players. Patriots hall of fame. That don't get you into the hall of fame, hall of fame. Now, if we were talking, if there was only a postseason Hall of Fame, hey, now we're talking. Yeah, Julian Edelman should be in. It's not. It's for everything. Like you, you're bas- you're more basketball, yeah. Yeah. Do you think Robert Horry should be in the Hall of Fame? Well, this basketball Hall of Fame standard is like nothing. It's so. literally. I think you and I are like. I feel like there should be a away. basketball yeah. a Robert Horry exhibit. And you can talk about all the teams he's on. Uh, okay. Does that count as being in the Hall of Fame? Like, I think Robert Ori is important. Like, like, it's mm-hmm. it's good to mention that there this guy exists. Uh, sure. I don't. What is even the? Do they get plaques, statues? What's the? I I live near the Basketball Hall of Fame. I don't even know how each player <laughs> is represented. I think they get. Yeah, I don't know. Like NFL, you know, you get the jacket and the bust. MLB, MLB Hall of Fame is a joke. Uh, NBA is like if you if you played like 30 to 45 solid NBA games or really because it's just the basketball Hall of Fame. They could be at any level. Like if you had a good run in Juco or, you know what I'm saying? You're qualified. But I've long been. I don't think Robert Horry should be a Hall of Fame. Like I just again, it's for he hit a number of clutch shots, won a great number of rings. For sure. He also averaged like seven points a game for his career. Like that own that's not Hall of Fame to me. Hall of Clutch, definitely. And again, if you go postseason Hall of Fame, definitely. But overall, that uh you it just doesn't feel like in good faith to be like, yeah, no, this guy was he was definitely on the same standing as guys who won MVPs or whatever. They just didn't win a ring. Everybody didn't get to play with Hakeem uh and Kobe and Shaq. It's fine, but also everybody don't get in the Hall of Fame. So, I don't know. I was hoping you would say, yeah, I knew you were a Boston guy. I, didn't, <laughs> I was going to yell at you. Uh, um, that's not my job on this podcast. <laughs> tough. You're tough, but you're fair. Um, I will I will argue with you about the Celtics. I'm an irrational Celtics fan, but uh, everything else, I don't have a lot of uh, – I'm not going to share my opinion if it's a dumb one. Listen, irrational Celtics fans redundant. Just say you're a Celtics fan. <laughs> All right. Just to- – I am a Celtics fan. There we go. There we go. Um, okay, I think I'm ready to talk about Jamal Murray. As many people know, last night Jamal Murray tore his ACL against. It was, I think, what stinks so bad. Like they were, they were kind of keeping it close. They were down, I think, seven or eight points with less than a minute left. Right? Like stranger things have happened in the NBA for sure. It's like game 51, dude. Like, you know, you're like, you know what I'm saying? So that hurts. 
the Nuggets were playing their sixth game in nine nights. Now he just came back from injury, but just as a as a stat, that's just insane to me. And also, like when anytime somebody gets hurt, everybody's like, yeah, "Listen, I don't, I don't want to play doctor." Having said that, it's definitely a torn labrum. It's definitely a torn MC or whatever. But this, it just reminded me if you remember when Derrick Rose got hurt against Philly in the playoffs, like mm-hmm. just the way his knee. But that's exactly what it looked like to me. That was why I was like, that looks like something. Something tore. It looked like something tore. So. I hate that one because Jamal's a, a baby boy. We'll get the baby boy of the week. I thought about giving it to him, but you got to earn that, baby. We don't know uh, no charity here. I want to give him something to work for uh, during his rehab. But not to say, can you, uh, give me the NBA standings if you can, please. Because not that the the Nuggets were favorites or even like anybody's favorite to like make it out of the West or even get to the Western conference finals, but they were seven and two since they got Aaron Gordon. Now what are the, what's their last uh, 10 games? Eight and two. Uh, yeah. So eight and two, seven and two since they got Gordon. They're up to the four seed, which is home court, right? Like Jokic is playing amazing ball. We've seen what Jamal Murray can do in the playoffs. Like we don't get to see Jamal Murray in the playoffs this year, which really sucks. And I feel like they were a team that's like, hey, if they stay at four, now you don't want to see the Lakers in the first round, but Lakers might not be at five in the, in, with the way things are going for the Lakers. But it's like if the Nuggets saw the Jazz in the second round again, I don't think they're scared of the Jazz. Like they just came back from 3-1 last year. Jazz were missing Bogdanovich, but the Nuggets were missing uh, Will Barton and I think Gary Harris. And I also think this the fit of this team was better than last year's team. So... That stinks. So Jamal, get well soon. Also, like you get hurt toward the end of the season. He's going to miss like all summer, all of at least the start of next year, which sucks. But then I like people were talking about it last night. I can't believe how many games they're playing now. Like just the teams are playing so many games. Like and there's one thing like in the in the bubble, you're playing every other day, but nobody's traveling. Right, you can finish a game and like be getting you know treatment or whatever re- within ninety minutes, you know, two hours or, or or you know whatever your routine is. But they're playing again. Nuggets was playing six and nine games. The Spurs just played five games in seven nights. They have tonight, which is Tuesday off, and then they go on another five games in seven nights. Like there's chaos. Like and that's the that's the physical toll. I don't know if you've heard. It's still a pandemic going on, Jan. I don't know if you're aware. Oh yeah, uh, no, it's a thing. No, it, it's it's definitely a thing. So it's still the toll of that with a respiratory disease. Not even talking about like the physical body toll. There's like the fear of getting it, recovering from it, worrying about your family that you're not seeing. It's. I think guys are running like a lot. Like there's just a lot more space to cover on the. Like you're going. You're closing out on every single three-pointer like i saw which is a while i don't even know how you would track this but harrison barnes and fred van fleet run the most miles per game on average they run 2.76 miles per game on average so you're running basically three miles and guarding 
Kawhi. Yeah, Leonard. that's not that's not an yeah. easy jog. That's yeah, an intense three miles. You see what I'm saying? I don't want to run just three regular. And then you got to do a garden, a Dame Lillard, Kawhi, Steph, or whoever. And you're running and jumping. Like that's the, the stress on your knees, lower body. And you're traveling city to city, state to state. And you got to do that five times in seven days. Like the Grizzlies, I saw the Grizzlies, they played three games in four nights, five more times this season. Because they had to cancel all their games earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. But that, that pandemic thing we was talking about, we alluded to uh, earlier. Three games in four nights, five more times this season. The end of the regular season's in a month. The last day of the regular season is May 16th. Teams have like basically 30, 32 days to play like 20 games. So the playoffs, May 22nd to July 22nd. You know when the Olympics start? The summer. July 23rd. <laughs> Literally the day. Like if, so if you're in game seven of the finals. Wait, who's I, playing on that Olympic team? That's what I'm saying. I have no idea. Like if you no go, no NBA players should be on that Olympic team. Yeah, they like, all who, need a rest. Like again, like just this season alone. Like if you don't even make the playoffs, it, like if, if, I don't even know. I'm trying to think. Like if the Wizards don't make the playoff and Bradley Beal was just like, you know what? I'm all set. I don't think anybody could blame him, right? I don't think anybody would be upset if he's like, I just want to let me see my family. Let me just rest, chill out. But then if you go into the playoffs and you're playing one, two, three rounds, making it to the finals. It's one, the USA's first game is July 25th. The playoffs in July are scheduled to end July 22nd. Like who? I, I just don't know who's signing up for this. We've had Embiid miss a lot of time. LeBron's still out. AD is still out. Jamal Murray just got hurt. Like who is who's going to be signing up to to do all this now? And I, I mean, I get it. Olympics is like it's a rare opportunity, but I feel like the guys. Yeah, can you give me that? Can you give, who's even on the like the Olympic scheduled to be on the Olympic team now? I feel like it's a lot of guys who have either already done it, so they're gonna be like, "Hey, man, like I, you know, what I'm saying I won in 2016. Like I'm, I'm good." Well, they have they, 57 finalists now. So they okay. have a lot of people to pick from. Okay, let's see. Um, Zoom in on that if you can. Please. There we go. There we go. Let's see. Okay. So, I mean, I'm not going to read all 57, but just something. I think like, we could. We could read each one. We could rank them. You know, we just might. <laughs> we just might. Uh, it was like Bam Adebayo. Again, the Heat made the finals last year and are, are looking to do the same. Who knows if they will, but they'll be in the playoffs. LaMarcus Aldridge, do you want, like, is, is 36-year-old LaMarcus? Is he going to be like, yeah, I'm ready to go play France and, and Spain? And all this. You got Bradley Beal, Barnes, Booker, Brogdon, who's had injury trouble in the past. Conley's older. Curry's older. AD's injured now. Andre, I don't know if the team we're sending him would win a gold medal. KD, I don't like if you're Kevin Durant, why in the world would you subject yourself to that? Well, the last team was like four Celtics as a. Kemba, Tatum, Jalen, and Marcus Smart was on it. I forget what it was the Worlds. And yeah. they just haven't stopped playing basketball since. And the Celtics have been super hurt this year. Yeah. They guys added some players, I guess, like Zach Levine, Julius Randle, maybe younger guys, I think, guess it makes sense for. But right. 
it's crazy the amount of injuries that have happened this year. They clearly needed some sort of break. Like, yeah, like they got send, some of the, send Cade cutting him. Let him leave yeah, the Olympic I'm, charge. I've long like I'd be fine going back to like twenty five and under. Let everybody like you come to the NBA at nineteen, right? You might not be ready immediately, but that gives you two chances to make it, and then it just goes to the younger guys, right? Like DeAndre Jordan. What's DeAndre Jordan going to do in the Olympic team, man? <laughs> And like if you like Zion wins, if I'm the Pelicans, I'm like, hey, buddy, like, so, I mean, they might make the sneak in the playoffs or play in, but with his injury history, I'd be like, hey, man, like, are you sure we can't stop you? But are you sh- like, you don't really want to do this? So we're gonna end up with like Tobias Harris and Dwight Howard, Mason Plumlee is getting big Plum- minutes. Plumlee's going to be the uh, team leader in points, rebounds, and maybe assists. Like, if I'm Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum's been open about, like, yeah, man, like, COVID had my breathing, like, fucked up for a while. Kimba has been playing well this year. Like, he's had some knee issues. So, yeah, I just don't know, like, what the what The, the Kyle what, what Kuzma the plan and is Zach it? Levine 2021 Olympic team's going to be epic. It, it'd be the the – Tackiest team we've ever sent overseas. <laughs> uh, Kevin Love, like I, feel like I haven't heard Kevin Love's name in years. Maybe he goes over. Brooke Lopez, that that's definitely what you want to send overseas. So I, I don't know. I just between that, like again, they got to make up twenty games in about thirty days. Then the playoffs, which I don't think they're doing a bubble, so it's going to be again like more travel, like more back and forth, all that. And then you're t- like, hey guys, you get uh, like a three day break. Now you have to travel. Where are they? Is it Japan? Where are they doing? Yeah, Japan. Japan. Yeah. Now you have to, yeah, take a 26 hour flight overseas to go play Boris Diaw and the and the the French Revolution team. So I I don't know. That's why again, I would I'd have no problem going to like under 25 because there's gonna be a lot of guy like. Grizzlies might sneak in, but I could see like John Moran. I feel like John Moran would be like, yeah, I'll play for the Olympic team. Um, I feel like you could – Kay Cunningham, Suggs, Jalen Green, any of the young draft guys. I feel like you could get some Anthony Edwards, uh, the Mel- – like, I feel like you could you could make something happen there. But I, I don't know. Did you see Cuban was blaming the play-in tournament as a mistake because it's they're one of the reasons they have to compress the schedule? I don't think he's completely wrong. Like they got to have all this done by the certain date, you know, so they get the play in tournament. I don't, you know, I don't know if that's the main thing, but I, I don't think he's wrong. I think he's, there's a point. I think the main thing is they like, they cannot go past the Olympics. They don't want to compete with that at all, but yeah, they like just this, I don't know, 72. I can't even say in hindsight at the time felt like a lot of games. Like, if they'd even cut that, like, even to 65 or 62, I feel like that just cuts a lot of those five games, seven nights, three games, four nights. But, uh, uh. what was wild to me is I was looking up just, like, five-man lineups. And mm. for basically over 25 games played is basically just the Utah Jazz and the Sacramento Kings. Like, they, there's been wildly inconsistent <laughs> And like, how do teams put anything together when they're just having so many guys missing? Uh, like, how do they get any consistency or build any habits? But if you look right. at like top games played for uh, by five man lineup, 
just Utah Jazz, the Phoenix <laughs> Suns, Utah, Utah, the Pelicans, Utah, Utah. Got, what five of the top eight there? Jesus. Yeah, and th- it's just we're talking about you go down thirty games, so. Like the New York Knicks have gotten their best five lineup 26 times. Like all these teams, yeah. half the season they haven't had their best player. It's just a crazy NBA year. And so it's like, what can we take of it when there's eight teams in the East who are all 25 and 25? Right. That's why, I mean, again, a reason 7,000. I don't believe in the Jazz. Like again, in the playoffs, everybody going to get to play day. Like, in, like unless you, you know, you're injured, injured, but everybody going to, be playing there. And I feel like the Jazz have been, they got their COVID stuff out of the way early. Like they, by causing COVID last March, <laughs> they kind of built re- up the immunity. Yeah. yeah. Part of a strategy. So, hey, listen, Quinn Snyder, hell of a strategist. Like if that was all part of the, the, the master plan, uh, I'm fine with that. Get it out of the way early. That was every, everybody else should have uh, been that forward thinking. So, that's really where they messed up. What are these dots? What am I looking at? There's a wacky NBA graphic where it's the size of the dot is how many minutes the that lineup has played. And then okay. to the right of the graph is the net rating. Uh, so if you go over here to Jazz, biggest dot there is, and they have a plus 10 net rating. Like You can just see these teams just have wild – like yeah, the teams yeah. with the worst records have more dots because they just have to try like much uh, – so many more different lineup comments. Yeah, you got to throw whatever you can against the wall. Jesus. But I don't like, like these dots. <laughs> well, we can go away from the dots. I don't yeah, I don't like them. Math That's is going fair. too far. Uh, I made that about? graph myself with those dots. Listen, I coded it. Stink. Respectfully, it stink now. It's very colorful, but it stinks. I want us to be on the level here. But it was great effort by you. Doing what I can. <laughs> I was gonna. Yeah, we got a little time. Our, like again, we're about two thirds of the way through the season. Like again, teams have played. I think like between like 50, 52 games or seventy two games, so a little bit past two thirds of the way of the season. So I did want to quickly run through. I get MVP or uh, awards favorites. Again, there's still a, just about a, th- or I guess a quarter of the season left, so a lot could still yeah, eight, 18. Yeah, that's about a quarter left. Truly mathematician. Uh, but like rookie of the year, can you give me the rookie of the year odds? Damn, super prepared. Look at this guy. Got them all pulled up. You're something else. No, I don't have rookie of the year. That's the one you had to ask me God for. Come on. I compliment you one time. Literally one now. <laughs> Either way, I, I think it's LaMelo. Like, these are just my pick on who I think will win. I I think it's LaMelo. I think he played 40-something, like more than halfway. I think he played enough. When he did play, he was still comfortably the best. We're looking at odds here. This has got Anthony Edwards as the favorite, which is interesting. Then Halliburton. Like, I've got, him, I've got LaMelo one, Halliburton two, Edwards three. Like, Halliburton's just played... And Edwards, too, they both just played so many more minutes than LaMelo already, which, I th- like, you take it into consideration, but this isn't, like, the most valuable. Like, it's who, like, I think of who was the best rookie. When he was on the court, it was LaMelo Ball. He was comfortably the best rookie. So, LaMelo, plus 200, that's interesting. Hmm. 
So I think huh. if he comes back, there's some talk of him maybe coming back towards the end of the year. If he comes back and plays one minute, he get like is back yeah. to the top. People just went, yeah. oh, he's hurt for the rest of the year. He can yeah, can't win that. this award. That's but he's good. clearly just been the best rookie. Like he's immediately like demanded to be a starter where no one else is like that. Yeah. And like his thing was he wasn't like Edwards. Edwards has been like progressing like you'd want to see. Right. Like he started off. It wasn't good as he's gotten more minutes and got more comfortable. He's getting better. Halliburton's been pretty solid all year. LaMelo just started as good. He was good off the bench. They gave him more minutes. He was good then. They made him a starter. He was good then. They gave him more minutes as a starter. He was good. Like he just he was comfortably the best. So I I, I think he's the rookie of the year. But I'm writing down these plus 200 odds because I think that's pretty interesting. That's pretty interesting. What uh, you got coach of the year? Are you gonna let you're gonna let me down again? I am. <laughs> I pull up the website that has defensive player of the year, most improved player. <laughs> Didn't even have MVP, but I, I like yeah, that who, one. Who even cares about MVP? Who even I mean, name the last guy to won MVP? Who even cares? Quinn Snyder <laughs> is the leader for coach of the year. Okay, I, my one, two, three. I got Quinn Snyder one, which they have. Monty Williams second, which they have. Third, and I. I don't scroll down a little bit if you can. I don't. I'm looking for Nate McMillan. That's the name I'm looking for. Do you think he can get it with now in the games coached? Listen, he's not on the board. At least he's not on the, the first Google search was. <laughs> he's coached 20 games. They are 15 and five in those games. So he's got like another 20 ish, right? If he keeps like a 750 win percentage, I again I don't think he'll win it, but I. For him to not have odds at all is is like what what has Greg Popovich done this year that's more impressive than what Nate McMillan's done? I'm just picking on him because it was the first name I saw. I think if the Hawks make the four seed, he definitely deserves to be in the conversation. Like if he if the Hawks mm-hmm. separate themselves as the top of the next tier in the East, and that it's all Nate McMillan, absolutely. Yeah. Like they're four now. If they hang on to that again, like what does? Nate Bjorkgren done that's more impressive than Nate McMillan, Nate McMillan uh, winning three out of every four games. You should see some of the actions he's drawn up for. Uh, <laughs> Listen, his after timeout, his after timeout stuff. It's the stuff of legend. But I'll still take McMillan. Um, Doc Rivers, he's Rivers and and Nash. They'll be up there, but I, this feels like Quinn Snyder's to to lose. Do we have six I'm, man? I'll put a vote in for James Borrego just because okay. uh, my good friend, childhood friend, is the assistant coach on the Hornets. And so, okay. you know, i got to shout out uh, Nick Friedman, a player development specialist. Doesn't he doing a good – they got a lot of uh, players developing well. Also have a lot of cool players. The Hornets are very that's, cool. That's what he reports. He says Lamelo yeah. is just the coolest guy there is, just very positive. Everyone loves him. Cool guy. Like if you, it would be like a good time if you were like a like an eight or nine year old Hornets fan, and like Lamelo is just your guy uh, until he demands a trade in four years. Uh, do we have the uh, six man? Here we go. Now I'm prepared. There we go. Let's see, Clarkson. Yeah, I I got Clarkson number one, but I don't. He's cooled off. Yeah, he's I feel really, like he won it in the first two months. He re, yeah, he did. He's cooled off, but he's had a like he's bounced back from April or in April. So if it really was just like a March blip and he gets back to being fine, it would probably be him. I think Joe Ingles should be. I can't believe Joe Ingles wasn't on that list. I think that's the that's the gripe for Clarkson. I don't know if he's the best six man in 
on his team. Why is Eric Gordon the second player on this list? Uh, when was these eyes made? That's a good question. Because... They, these, these made in 1992. March 3rd. What year? 2021. Eric, I haven't heard Eric Gordon. I haven't heard that name in years. That's The Rockets don't exist for any award considerations at all. No. I Steven he's not gonna win coach of the year, but he should get just like a pat on the back, man. That guy looked like he's down really bad. Like they he's in a shit situation. Yeah, what do we got? More graphs. Oh god. I got away from the graphs. Now <laughs> uh Montrez Harrell on this more updated one. The fancy one with the graphs has Montrez Harrell as the second, second. after okay. Jordan Clarkson. I got him th- I got Clarkson one, Ingles two, Harrell three. Like he's been, he's not playing as well as he did last year, but he's still having a really good year off the bench. So yeah, that 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 tracks. Uh we have most improved. Well, I don't know now. I don't trust that whole website I've been on before. So I I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Oh, they're trying to do all sorts of best. Yeah, well, let's go back to the old odds and see what the most improved uh Magic Johnson on these terrible odds. Jeremy Grant, yeah. Christian Wood, Julius Randle. Okay. I again clear bias. I got Julius number one. Like he's leading the league in minutes, took a huge jump in a sit. Like they run their offense to him or through him. He's a playoff team in their playoff team. Like he's still 23, 11 boards, six assists, still at 40% from three. Not that he's a great defender, but they're a really good defensive team. And he, like, by leading the league in minutes, he's somewhat of a part of that. And I feel like that's one, like, like nobody saw this coming. But Jeremy, like for that same reason, I don't think anybody saw him just leaving. And I look, he's playing seven more minutes a game now, but he's scoring 11 more points a game. So I don't hate him being number one there. I've got uh, Julius one. I think I'm looking. I think Shea Gilgis Alexander should be higher. Again, clear bias one. But two, he's playing less minutes this year than he did last year. But he's shooting better from every, from two, from three, from the free throw line, getting to the line more. He doubled his assist rate, all that in less minutes. Like if that that feels like the definition of most improved. But yeah, Christian Wood. I got Christian Wood three. I got Jeremy Grant four, and I got your boy Jalen Brown five. Where's he on this list? He's fourth, he's fourth. Uh, on this okay. list. But I think it's got to be Julius. He not only yeah. made the All Star team, but has made the Knicks competitive. Those are two. Two feet. Impossible that, thing. Yeah. I did, if you asked me about Julius Randle <laughs> last year, if, if those two things were going to be happen, I would have been shocked. So, like Jeremy Grant has played great, but there was no real consideration for him to be an All Star this year. It felt right. like Julius Randle had to be an All Star, and that's not Absolutely. something I would have ever said about Julius Randle. And so I just think that kind of leap in status uh, makes him the obvious favorite in my book. Uh, Obviously, the odds I've pulled up are uh, nonsense. They're bunk. Yeah. What the, do we? I don't even know. Executive of the year, I don't even. It's going to be Sean Marks, right? Bro, he traded for James Harden. Like that feels like, and he dominated the buyout market. Got people so upset. <laughs> they want to change the damn rules. Because he might of not how get votes because the buyout market people are just so furious. Mm, they are pissed. Um, but he, I didn't even list like a, a two and three. I just think it's Sean Marks. Now uh, the big ones, defensive player of the year. What do we got? Rudy Gobert. Dikembe Mutump, no. Uh, so they're top. Gobert, Turner, Simmons. Okay, my top th- I've got – I really just did two. I think it comes down to Simmons and Gobert. And 
I got Ben Simmons. Guess, let me guess where you're going on that. Listen, I <laughs> I know everyone here. Is, I'll give everyone a second to catch their uh, collective breath. Three. I got Ben Simmons one. I got Rudy Gobert second. I think it's just I don't think you can go wrong like putting Utah bias aside. Uh, I don't think you really can't go wrong. I, it's just what I value personally. I value the versatility of Ben Simmons more. Like I read, forty one percent of his defenses outside the three point line, sixty percent, fifty nine percent is within the arc. And when he's guarding on the perimeter, players are shooting thirty five percent against him. Like the whole point now, the emphasis is switched to the perimeter, to the three-point line. So if guys out there are shooting 35% against him, he's top five deflections, he's top five and loose balls recovered. And if it, I feel like if it's if you had one defensive possession, I would go – because you don't know who's going to get the ball. They might, you know, set a pick and go mouse in the house down low. Simmons can hold his own there for a possession, can move his feet on the perimeter. I'd go Simmons, but I got Gobert second. Like he's – Clearly still dominating. Don't take this at all as an argument for Rudy Gobert because uh, that's here it comes. That's not at all what I'm trying to say. This is an argument against Ben Simmons. Okay. I don't see how he can be the best player of the year when he has Joel Embiid behind him and just like the defense you're allowed to play because you have the safety blanket of Joel Embiid guarding the rim. It sure. just doesn't seem like uh like team team defense seems like the biggest thing and feels like Ben Simmons completely benefits from that. So another reason I didn't think Anthony Davis should have uh, won defensive player of the year last year because he has LeBron on his team. I don't know how you kind of capture that. With that being said, I don't think Rudy Gobert is the uh, defensive player of the year and I don't want to settle on Miles Turner. And so right. um, I don't have an answer. I think that's fair. I think that, and again, like if Embiid stays healthy rest of the year, then it's, I mean, he would probably be like third in this mix. He's that level of defender. But again, just as of right now, Embiid has missed like 20 games more than these other guys. And the Sixers are still, I think, number two in defense. So it wasn't like, hey, they're number two with Embiid. They slipped a ninth without him or whatever. They've still been holding down the fort. So I, I think that's valid. I was, but I'll never give Rudy Gobert the nine. I will, you have my word. I will never give Rudy Gobert the nine. Um, MVP. That feels fair. We got yeah, Jokic. Yeah, that's my top three. Listen, that's literally my top five in a row. What the hell is this? I've got Jokic one, Embiid two, Harden three. Then I put LeBron slash Giannis, and they have the same exact odds. What? Get out of my head. <laughs> uh, You're sharp. I do all right. Uh, again, this was it was Embiid till he got hurt. I don't have it like the first half or third quarter of the season. I had Embiid. At this point, like right now, Jokic has played 700 more minutes than Embiid. That's like 16 full games, 15 to 16 full games. So, again, we got, you know, 18, 20 games left, like a lot. Knock on wood. Like if Jokic went out and Embiid played the rest and they finished like similar, I'd probably go Embiid. But who knows? Is there anything like, Embiid can do, assuming they both play like the rest of the season, that could just like vault him into – He's been so dominant since he came back. I don't see it. Like the, the most games Joel Embiid can play is 53. Jokic has played 53 right now. It's just one of like, and again, if they, 
if Jokic doesn't play another game and Embiid plays every, like even Embiid playing every game from here is just like I wouldn't want that if I'm Philly. I won't get a little rest. Um, but I, I think the minutes gap, like it's it's they both do points, rebounds. It's basically like, do you value the defense or the shot creation? I would take all things equal Embiid, but if Jokic's just going to do it, and I don't think Jokic has missed a game. Like if he just in this season of all seasons, if he does it, plays all seventy two or even sixty five, I I think it's Jokic. I think it'll be him. Well, it's gonna be interesting to see how much the Nuggets' record suffers uh, with Jamal mm. Murray being out. And so if they just tank, I mean, maybe yeah. it's not Jokic. If the yeah. Sixers win, rip off like fifteen out of their next twenty, and they're just like stamp themselves as first place in the Eastern Conference, I think Embiid has a chance. I just don't know how the Nuggets are going to react, and I don't. I think voters don't like voting for someone who's not like a top four team in the conference. And so, yeah, if the Nuggets finish with a seven seed, then it's harder that, for, to justify a Jokic vote. That's where it gets tough. And I'll say again, I love Jamal, but I think they're just more like between like some Barton, some Monty Morris. You give Gordon a little bit more, like much more shots from Michael Porter Jr., who's been killing. It. I think they're pretty like relatively well conditioned to handle this but yeah i agree like over these last 18 if the nuggets go 7 and 11 and the sixers go 14 and 4 then i definitely if there's like the seventh seed he was clearly the best player on a seventh seed versus clearly the best player for one seed mb probably gets that nine but for now i got him second hard i don't think there's any i don't think there's a single thing james harden could do to win this award but I do have him third just because like they, they're 27 and seven with him as a net in the six games he hasn't played. He's they're two and four. Like he's just been carrying them. And LeBron, I mean, that's another minutes played thing. Giannis is Giannis is another one. There's nothing he could do to win this award. But is that all the award? Most improved? I think we got them all. I think so. I th- yeah, we, we I hope not, because I don't know how to yeah. get up the odds for him. <laughs> Okay. All right. It's uh baby boy of the week and then pick time. Baby boy of the week. Baby boy of the week. <laughs> we need some good uh some good intro music. I'll, yeah, I'll I need that. that. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, it's just me saying baby boy of the week. That but <laughs> we'll work on that. Um De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox is my baby boy of the week. Over the last week, he's been at 32 points. Six rebounds, seven assists a game, 49% from the field, 36% from three. And he's been getting to the line 11 times a game over these past three. Now, they haven't won any of those games because <laughs> they're the Kings, okay? But you're doing great, De'Aaron. You're doing great, and I'm proud of you. You think the Kings are super happy that they held on to Buddy Heald and Harrison Barnes for that playoff run? Yeah, and let Bogdanovich walk for absolutely nothing. Love it. Love what the Kings have going. And kept Luke Walton uh, when there's literally anybody else could coach the worst. De- I think they're still the worst defense of all time. So that's sick. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's get to some picks real quick, uh, and then we'll get on out of here. I gotta have a. I gotta have a close look at these. Let's just say your picks last week did not do well. No. No, uh, I did some picks last night on on Twitch. Those also did not do well. <laughs> just for the record, let's go. I'm staying. I think I'm. My issue is I try to I sneak a little MLB in there, and I just don't really watch enough baseball. I'm just like, hey, I know that person's name. 
Like I picked Madison Bumgarner to do something. People were like, "What? No, he's old and terrible." I was like, "But he was with the Giants. They won the, they won the, the, the yeah the World thing. Series runs. Yeah, yeah, they they did the thing." Um, so I'm going all NBA today. I like these rivals. Ooh. I like the rivals things they got going on. So give me. All right, they got a points rivals. Gary Trent versus OG Ananobi. OG Ananobi is getting two points. I'm going Trent there. I like how they're going like two guys on the same team. I like that, but I'm going Trent. He's been hot lately, and he's a person. I'm certain he's missed a three-point shot before, but I've never seen him miss a three-point shot. Gary so, Trent? Yeah, Gary Trent. I've, again, by the numbers, I'm certain he's missed him, but anytime I watched him with Portland, and now, like the other day he scored 44 on like 15 of 17. Like I've, I've never seen him personally miss. So... Give me Trent minus two on the points. I'm combining that with, let's see, Tatum versus Lillard. Tatum's been playing. Give me Tatum there. Dame is getting one and a half points. Dame's kind of been, I won't say slacking. He just had an outrageously hot start. I don't know if it was sustainable. Okay, so give me those two. That's one, yeah, Tatum and Trent in the points. That's that's one bet for the three Locking times payout. Lock three that X. in. Lock that in. Pick number two. This will be a six X. Let's go to Ooh, the. That's right. That's right. Uh, let's jump to the over unders. Boy, I don't like any of these. PJ Washington, six point five rebounds. Versus the late oh. against the Lakers. Lakers got big people on it. Yeah, Drummond's a, a hog on the rebounds. Yeah. Um, PJ, we got to talk to the risk team about who. Yeah, what the hell is up on here? What <laughs> the risk team that needs to get riskier? This yeah, this is this is directly a shot at me because he went to Kentucky. It's fine, PJ. I love you, but let's go under there. Doesn't mean you can't have a good game. Doesn't mean I don't still love you. Let's go under PJ six and a half rebounds. Norm Powell, he's been on fire. Let's go over 16 and a half points for Norm Powell. That's a lock. He's playing the Celtics who cannot cover guards. I can't wait till he has four points. <laughs> I cannot wait. I would love to see a four-point performance from Norm Powell. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd like that, wouldn't you? I'll be uh, very amused. And give me, gosh, I want to go under for Lou Dort, but it's like I don't know who else is scoring points on that team. I'm now nah, I'm staying away from that. Oh, okay. Paul George Clippers at Indiana. Give me Paul George over 27 and a half points. He's going back home. Over for 27. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, that they, he has a lot of feelings about Indiana. Mm-hmm. So okay. Yeah, lock that one. Paul George over 27 and a half. PJ Washington under six and a half rebounds. Norm Powell over. 16 and a half points for that 6x payout 6x and now here's the 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 granddaddy of them all the 10 time payout also if i hit the 10 time and miss the rest i still want people to give me credit like if i hit if i make you the most money i feel like you can overlook the other ones but if i miss all three then it is what it is but <sighs> anthony edwards Give me the over. He's been playing good in Brooklyn. Like defense is just not Brooklyn's uh, forte, per se. 
So give me Anthony Edwards on the over. I'm looking at book here. Give me okay. I'm go. I'll go D book. Give me Devin Booker over 26 and a half points versus the Heat. He's got some good defense this year, but they do. He's a Kentucky boy. You know how I feel about them. Uh, Jay, uh is Kimba stinking right now? Is he playing well? I feel like he goes. He goes hot and cold. Uh, he is not. He's shooting thirty three percent from three this year. Eighteen and a half for Kemba is not something. It's a lot of points. I would not be real comfortable with him doing that. But his usage rate is down like crazy amounts. It's basically like Jason Tatum takeover time and, uh, for the Celtics. Perfect. Let's go under on on Kemba points. That's what I like to hear. And we need one more, one more. Okay, I this is just a personal vendetta. I think I've bet with uh, Mikael Bridges, I think, three times, and I've been wrong every single time. It changes tonight. Give me Mikael Bridges over 11 and a half points. Yeah. So we got so it. Yeah. Anthony Edwards over 23 and a half. Kimball Walker under 18 and a half. Devin Booker over 26 and a half. And Mikael Bridges. No, mm, I'm going under to Mikael Bridges. Going under. under is the really the way to go. It's not fun, but yeah, it's, that's what the risk team wants you to think. They want yeah, you to those, be out there having fun. Oh, sons of guns. Uh, yeah, over Edwards, under Walker, over Booker, under Bridges. Let's lock that in for, for that 10x. For that 10x, I cannot wait to go 0 and 3 <laughs> again. But. That will do it this week. Second episode of Not Here to Argue. Again, go to play.underdogfantasy.com slash Tyler. I am if you want to get in on any of these bets. If you are fading my picks, and you are because you're a smart person, shoot them to us. Hashtag fade trill. Tag me or, or underdog fantasy. We, we, I just want to see, keep track of how much money everyone is making at my expense. So, Thank you to Underdog. Thank you to Jam, Super Producer. Thank you all for listening. And we will catch you next week. Peace.